Blog Talk Radio. Playlist, I think. Uh, so, welcome <laughs> everyone to Drive Through HR. Uh, it is February third. We are one day past Groundhog's Day um, in Groundhog Year. Groundhog's Year. So, um, I am uh, I am host number one, Robin Schooling, and with me is uh, my co-host Michael Vandervoort. Hey, Mike. Host host number two. Hi, Robin. Yep. What's going on in What's going on in Louisiana this week? Anything noteworthy? <laughs> uh, no, uh, it, you know it is kind of like Groundhog Groundhog's year. So um, every day sort of seems the same as the one before. Of course, we are in a very weird, um, different Mardi Gras season this year. So there's um, I've I've managed to have. Um, some king cake, but not enough, and, um, you know, there's no parades or anything. They're doing it up in New Orleans more than we are in Baton Rouge this year, obviously, but um, still no yeah. parades or anything, but they're doing house, house yard floats, house floats, um, so they're kind of doing a reverse of people turning their porches and their homes and their yards into floats, if you will, and um, mm-hmm. people are walking by and driving by their houses, instead of the reverse. So I saw a story last week that was something that there's there's work being done with the I think it was the city of New Orleans or some government agency trying to replace the plastic beads with things that are more more uh, environmentally yeah. friendly but they're, yeah. they're they're kind of expensive to throw off the balconies I guess they cost more, you know. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know what they would do with Mardi Gras this year. So Anyway, yeah, there's quite a bit of virtual virtual stuff, and they uh, they're putting the floats up in um, city park, and people are going to be able to go drive by, kind of the floats just sort of staged in the park. So, so there's some things, and uh, you of course have the Super Bowl coming to your town. We do, and uh, listen to the radio, sports talk radio. They're on Radio Row, and like there's not many people there. And I think there's only 22,000 people going to be allowed in the stadium. But uh, but there's a lot going on. It's just done in, like, much different ways. Like, like uh, Mardi Gras, like, for, for example, at the convention center, they have fireworks going off every hour. Huh. And, and But then there are there are small private, you know, outdoor gatherings and stuff. But, yes, it's, it, it's another event that is much different this year than it has been in any other year. So. Yeah. Well, you know, enough of our chitter chatter, but uh, that actually was a good a good segue because it's um, it's Florida it's Florida week on drive through HR um, because our guest um, is a uh, I, I won't call him a Florida man, but uh, lives in Florida. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, long long time friend um, of of both of us and of the show, and we are absolutely thrilled to have John Nicolation with us. 
Hey, Robin. Hi, John. Great to be back. (laughs) Hello. Hello. You know, ironically, I got to make that Twitter joke. Um, I'm from Miami, uh, not Florida. You know, no, no, no. Miami, (laughs) you know, South Florida. (laughs) I'm I'm headed headed this afternoon to Fort Lauderdale, also not Miami. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Miami is uh, is land of pit bull to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh there's a whole lot to unpack in that. Yeah. I do miss I we you know, because of COVID, it's funny you mentioned the king cake. Uh we do um my wife is is uh French and Hispanic and it's funny you mentioned the king cake and for three kings we do a uh, we do a galette du roi. Mm-hmm. And um I missed we missed it this year because we had a little uh you know, we we were just quarantining, and so uh, I think we're overdue for uh, some galette. And I'm definitely I've been looking at that gold belly. Like I really want to get me uh, <laughs> a king cake from uh, from your part of the world because it's really good. But that's you know it's it's my downfall. Desserts and you know wine and stuff like that. Cigars. Yeah. You know, you know the normal the normal stuff. Nothing's changed. <laughs> So for our listeners, <laughs> no, I was just saying for our, um, all right off. <laughs> for our listeners who are um, sure. who are not familiar with you, John, um, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, um, and and because uh, you have a fascinating job, I think, and a fascinating <laughs> organization, and um, you know, tell tell our listeners a little bit about you know what you do, how you got there. Sure. Um, sure. A little bit about that background. Sure. Sure. So the 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 short the short bio is really simple. I spent a lot of time in HR and corporate recruiting uh, before transitioning over to collegiate recruiting in 2010. And I've been with the university. I've been with I'm I'm with Florida International University in the College of Business. Uh, I've been with them since 2010, and my job is to get our business students hired at a local, national, and even international level. Um, How I got here was just, you know, years in the recruiting chair and then, you know, transitioning at interesting times, going to corporate from, you know, owning an agency to corporate recruiting to collegiate recruiting. And I'm lucky. I'm lucky because I have a great team. I, I, I work with a great team and um, we've got a great mission and being a, being the largest Hispanic serving institution in the United States, we sit at some interesting crossroads. And so, you know, when people talk about diversity recruiting and, and um, you know, Hispanic and Latinx uh, types of recruiting and events and stuff like that, that kind of all sits in our wheelhouse. So, I've got some very pointed. I've always had some pointed opinions. I'm, I'm, I've gotten a lot better at expressing them lately. But um, I, I have some opinions about that, and and I'm just lucky to serve with my team and and serve the students. And my students are great. They're hardworking, and they're they're doing the best they can um, in 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 light of all the circumstances. So that's a little bit about me. A little bit about the university. Um, well, the university is the fourth largest in the United States, um, fourth largest public university in the United States, excuse me. And I, and 
our College of Business is just north of 10,000 students. So to give you an idea about the size of the volume we, we're dealing with, it's it's a lot. <laughs> so that's, that's me. That's what I do. That's, you know, who we are. John, um, you know, the, you know, this is off off the beaten path for a second, but it's it, I didn't know that about FIU, that it was the lar- fourth largest, you said, in the U.S. Yeah. in terms of student population. Yeah. It, it, and yeah. there's, there's another, like, so that I didn't know, and I've lived in Florida on and off for more than 12 years. Um, and UCF over in Orlando is sort of another hidden giant in Florida because I think all the air gets sucked out of the state by the Seminoles and the Gators, right, as far as just like <laughs> – the FaceTime, but um, like anyway, just in, it's Florida has a strange setup <laughs> with with how they cater to their to their educational needs in some ways, and that's not really a question. That's just a off track. What I what I was going to ask you about is like in this environment. I know I know you've been to like Sherm and you've been to HR Florida, mm-hmm. you know, bringing your students and that kind of stuff, presenting. Like, what's what's going on now, and how are you kind of responding to the big change in the in the economy and the job market. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's the fifty million dollar question. Um, I'll tell you a, a real quick story. Um, prior to the lockdown, we were doing face to face career fairs, and you know our business career fair was was we were averaging about eighty companies, and we were averaging about eight hundred students showing up in one day for you know a five hour period so big event mm-hmm. um and we were we were we were counting down the days and you know prior to the prior to the shutdown i'm I'm having conversations with my boss, and I'm like, we're probably not going to pull this off because it's you know all signs are pointing to um you know, some cancellations coming. And ironically, and this is another part of my background, but I, I used to work in healthcare too. So like I'm, I'm reading a lot of this stuff and looking at it, you know, with a different eye and going, yeah, this is not good. Uh, so short story long, we, we wind up having to completely shut down our spring 2020 career fair. We unwound it we unwound it quickly in about four hours and we had to inform all of the students and inform all the companies. Um, And and my office is, uh, is very different than traditional career offices. We are, we rely a lot on tech. I mean, you know, I, like you said, I sit in, I've been to a lot of the events and I sit in different intersections and HR tech is one of those spaces too, that I'm constantly monitoring because we're applying a lot of those principles to, what what I do at the student level with the students. And that's a whole other quick story. But yeah. anyway, so we go into full lockdown. My team goes 100% virtual. We don't drop the ball at all. In fact, we, we actually had an uptick in activity. So after the initial shock and after all the jobs in the system got deleted and everybody did that panic, we, we hit a stabilization point in May, June, and then we started to see an uptick. Um, student counseling went up, hmm. student engagement went up, all of our metrics trended up. And then towards the end of December last year, employment postings were almost back to pre-pandemic levels for college students. Hmm. Um, employers are coming and looking for summer interns. Um, a lot of those internships immediately rotated to um, virtual uh, one of my one of my uh, 
one of my student assistants actually had an internship uh, with Toyota and uh, in Houston, in, in Texas, actually, and she lives in Puerto Rico. She lived mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico. She was uh, supposed to go to Texas to do her internship, and basically they said, nope, it's 100% virtual, so she did it virtually huh. from Puerto Rico. It was it was actually really, really cool, and so um, we did a lot of we, – we actually – and that's another really cool thing I was really proud about. We pushed a lot of tech boundaries to kind of make the entire process seamless. Um, and so uh, for us, it wasn't really missing a beat. It was just, okay, you know, you can't come into the office. We're just going to go virtual and boom, mm-hmm. make it happen. And we did. Huh. Yeah. Is, is there um, that, so like that student example you just gave where the woman, mm-hmm. uh, the woman did her internship 100% from home. So I'm sure, I'm sure they had her doing a project that she learned something from. But the other part of an internship mm-hmm. is it gets you into an organization and get, get, gets them familiar with you and you familiar with them and how people work, right? So do, do you have any notion about how much that dynamic changed or do you, do you think she benefited as much as she would have? Or is, it's I, I, it's just know, way different, that I experience, think, than you would think of, right? Yeah, I mean, when I, put my, when I, when I step out of my, my collegiate role and I move to my corporate side, I, I, I think I – think that um, that's where there's a still a bit of a disconnect. It's not the same as you know meeting someone in person or networking in person or mm-hmm. you know doing that one on one and then seeing if they're going to fit for the team. Um, but uh, and so I think that that has um, that was impacted. Um, but I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say I think I think that's I think it's kind of I, I don't buy it completely. And here's why. When we were, when we were working in the trenches, I mean, you know, you, Mike, and and, and Robin, and, mm-hmm. yep. you know, when we were in the trenches, you know, we were picking up the phone, we were calling people, we were we were faxing resumes. You know, back in the back in the prehistoric days, mm-hmm. we were able yep. to build relationships over the phone. We were able to, you know. We were able to, you know, make hires over the phone and have these conversations and bring people in. And so I think that skill set has either been lost in the industry or people just don't know how to exercise that anymore. They're, they're, there's too heavy a reliance on, oh, I've got to meet this person face-to-face or, or, you know, do that. You know, because in the old days, it was the newspaper, it was the facts, it was the phone. And you built a relationship, hired the person, had them start, made them work. You know, I mean, not to name drop, but Chris Dunn tells that story about how he closed that woman on Christmas Eve. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, like I, I, I think I, I don't buy that, that line all the time from hiring managers. And so, again, sorry to be opinionated, but I think I think that over-reliance on tech has a, has a negative impact. Um, and I, but I do think it can be done, and I think now we're just rediscovering how we can do that again, which is good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I think that the, was the, the piece rant. that um, <laughs> the piece that makes me sad, I guess, really. And you can take this, you can take this for adults certainly, but for students, whether they're whether they're college or you know high school, grade school, even you know. But um, mm-hmm. I think of somebody. Um, in their in their internship or, or they've graduated, it's their first job, and they're losing out. 
and they may have been going to a kind of work-from-anywhere company anyway, um, but now they're yeah. truly work-from-anywhere, work-from-home. Um, they're missing out on the face-to-face um, camaraderie that is built with colleagues. I think, you know, when you're 22, 23 years old, your your work teammates become your your social group quite often. They sure. become the folks that you're going to go, hey, you know, let's knock off at five and go down to the corner pub type of thing. Yeah. And all of that is missing. Um, and I don't know that we'll realize what was missed with that until, you know, we're kind of kind of past it for a while. But I feel bad for people that are missing out on that sort of workplace dynamic. Yeah, I, I think that's that's been the victim. I think that's because of just the nature of how we've had to transition and do all this. I think that's – I agree with you. Um, I, I, you definitely learn a lot outside of the office or in the office or outside in different yeah. social settings and – and um, and and we see. I mean, that's a huge value for us. I mean, we see it even when we're you know trying to get the students acclimated or socialized to business type of to business settings. It's yeah. it's not the same. Um, you know, we teach. Uh, so we one of the one of the innovations that we were able to uh, do, and why I've been so bogged down and quiet lately. We've been we've we've managed to get a career class on the books. So we teach career we teach career class a, a career class and you know covers everything resumes and interviews and and the whole nine and and there's a lot of tech involved and it's really really cool stuff and we've got artificial intelligence built into it and testing built into it. It's really cool. But one of the areas that I get grief from students on is the etiquette piece. Uh, because we used to teach a we used to teach an etiquette class. Oh, sorry if you hear the dog. That's Amazon, and they <laughs> rang the bell. Uh, uh, okay, Cookie. Uh, anyway, they used to teach. Uh, we used to teach a face-to-face class, a face-to-face etiquette lunch or dinner, and it was yeah. you know fully catered, and it was seven courses and soups and salads, and you got to set the table and the whole nine. Um. And we've had to move that to a virtual setting, and it's it's not impossible, but it it you lose you're not going to remember what fork to use. I mean, I hate to say it, but you're not. And right. so I, I, we've lost that, and and I, I don't know what. Well, we'll get it back when we have shots in arms and we have vaccines and we're able to you know do things like that again. But I I, I do see that as probably an immediate impact on on the ability for students to socialize and. It starts even at that level in my space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's mm. observing the – it's observe, a lot of it is observing, right, you know, the, yeah. the, the norms in an organization and how people interact with each other. And, you know, part of, part of learning as a young professional is um, shutting up and observing and <laughs> understanding how yeah. – you know how how power manifests itself, and sort of the the um, the, the getting a, a sense of you know politics in an organization. Um, you don't really stop and think about it, but those are all the things you're observing. And and uh, you know, I feel bad for people that kind of miss out on that the, 
yeah. that because you you don't get that over a, a Zoom call. So. Yeah, it's it, you know it's hard to get unless you've been in it long enough. Uh, like we have, it's hard to understand how person people's email traits or email habits like like you know does the person include their full name or their full title or their email yeah. signature if they're trying to you know do a power move yeah. these are these are observations <laughs> you know I, I mean I, I it's a personal pet peeve like oh I won't reply with my signature and then sometimes you have to reply with your signature and you're just like really dude come on man what are you doing <laughs> you know and, and it's nuanced nuanced stuff like that that I don't think mm-hmm. well that I agree with you it's that nuance that you're just not going to get unless someone points it out to you and I don't think you can do that over a zoom call yeah but you know hey, hey John <laughs> what do we know right there's a, yeah so there's a thread that's been kind of and I think it started when the you know when the job market was you know down to like zero candidates unless they were just you know drags um that um there's kind of a discussion for the last couple of years about you don't really need a college degree, you know, and blah, blah, blah. companies are starting to look beyond that, which I think they were, were probably driven by necessity. And yet you're at a college where you're, you're, you know, your business basically is to push people through. So what, what are you seeing or hearing about that in terms of student interest? Are they thinking differently about the getting into the career, you know, into a career? Do they feel school isn't as essential or? Well, you know, and that's that's an interesting question, and that's a that's a that's a, that's actually a really good Florida question too, because we're seeing that demographic shift in Florida um, with with students. And I I mean I have a my daughter's in high school right now, and she's starting to apply to colleges, and I can start to see, you know, being an insider, I, I see some interesting things there. Um, I'll give you the HR answer. It depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Old habits are hard to break. Um, yep. I think you know when you look at when you look at the degree or the program or you know is the degree classified as a strategic degree? Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables and a lot of stuff to try to to unpack quickly. Um, I think I think what we're going to see. I mean, let me let me prognosticate just a little bit. Um, you know, community colleges and, or state colleges now, they play such a vital role in educating the workforce that they're not going away and, and we need to do a better job of helping them out. Um, right. and, and the, the work that they do, uh, I, I, you know, I, I went to a community college, uh, and I, and it was critical for my educational foundation. Um, I think that, um, I think that what we're seeing with students in in universities, we are, you know, students that are getting degrees in finance or degrees in marketing or degrees in accounting, these are these are fields that are going to require that, are still going to require that, and so if they want to do that, they're going to need to get that university level degree. Um, and and most of it you will see is you know finance is is data driven and 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 even marketing has has progressed to the point now where it, it's mostly data driven and, and it's not that touchy feely madman thing anymore and, mm-hmm. and, and accounting and, and, you know, we're starting to, we're moving into fields like uh, health informatics, 
you know, uh, trade and logistics, uh, supply chain and logistics are becoming are becoming bigger and mm. more crystallized in, in in specialized degree programs. And so, so that's going to happen. And then, with the job posting world and with the employer world, I do see a a, a demarcation line between people who have a you know, two-year degree in experience and a four-year degree in experience, and it, and the, and the 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 logic still holds sound, and it's true that you know if you have a college degree, you will make more money. When you look at um, there's some some tools that we have in our world that that we look at the postings, and you know when they when they do a look at the at the uh, at the market area, you know the Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and Dade County uh, markets. Um, there's there's a noticeable difference between you know high school with experience uh, AA with experience and bachelor's and greater with experience. So I think mm. I think that trend is going to continue. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah. We are uh, we are down to about just five minutes left. Believe it or not. Oh wow. Um, I know. <laughs> so. Um, and we want to we want to so save the last minute or so for some uh, some info. So, um, kind of one last question: um, What would you say? You know, we've talked a lot about from the from the student side here. Um, what are some tips that you have, John, for companies now in terms of um, how they should best engage with 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 graduates with students? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can they begin that journey, especially if they're an employer that has, due to the pandemic, perhaps eliminated their a formal college recruiting program? How how do they keep some traction? What should they be doing? So I think I think uh, an important thing to remember is this: students talk to each other. You know, this this and it's and it's. It's amazing, and it's I don't want to use the Yelp example, but like. Students have always talked to each other and they've always commented. They're always talking about companies and they're always talking about you. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to be, you know, if you don't think they're doing it, you, you, they are. I'm sorry. I hate to yeah. tell you. Um, <laughs> so once you understand that and, and if you can embrace that, then you can – now it makes it a little bit easier because you can ask some questions. or like, hey, what do you like? What do you don't like? The easiest way is to call up the university and get engaged with the career office. They, you know, if you've got alums, if you've got a critical mass of alums, you can go back and, 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 but start that conversation there. And you, you don't have to look the best example was this. We have a a large company here in South Florida that's in the cruise business. They're not hiring right now because cruises aren't cruising. They came Mm -hmm. back to us. They did a seminar during the pandemic on how to deal with stress and how to de-stress, which was completely out of the blue. It was the most hmm. attended, best-received webinar that we did for our students. They absolutely loved it. They got great brand recognition, and you can sure as hell bet that students are going to want to go mm-hmm. work for this company once they open the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's creative. That's not going to cost you anything. And so it's have that conversation with the career office. They're there to help you. You know, you don't have to write a check right away, but you know what? If you get some good outcomes, write a check, donate some money to them. They will absolutely appreciate it. So give them a call, talk to them, start engaging the students in creative ways. Everybody's got a resume seminar. That's boring. Do something fun and exciting and different. 
highlight your mm-hmm. business that way, and you'll be positioned because all trends right now are pointing to fall will be almost fully face-to-face or as back-to-face-to-face as possible, mm-hmm. which means the market's going to contract, students are going to – and students – give the students a reason to want to work for you, and that's how you do it. Nice. Love it. <laughs> Bam! Love it. Yeah, that was, yeah. Drop the mic, John. Um, listen, I, I have to run off. I have an appointment that I have to get to in a couple minutes. It's great to spend a few minutes catching up with you, John. Um, I'm going to let Robin tell you yeah, close out, Robin. Have a good week. I'll talk yep. to you soon, okay? Be safe right. and be well, Sounds brother. Sounds good. And, uh, and John, to, uh, to just uh, close up here real quick, um, can you please let everyone know how they can find you online? whether that be sure. uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera. Sure. So I am on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, blah, 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 forward slash J Nikolai, J-N-Y-K-O-L-A-I. Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, Cigar, S-P-H-R. I'm actually more on Twitter now because the Facebook UX is just horrible on my phone, <laughs> but whatever. Uh I'm on Insta. I'm on, I'm, I'm on all the socials. You can find me. Yep. But, uh, professionally, I'm on LinkedIn uh, and Twitter, Cigar, S-P-H-R. Yep. And, uh, and that's, yeah, the easiest, that's, that's the easiest one uh, and one of the most classic uh, HR Twitter handles from back in the day. So um, I know, right? I, easy, I can't get rid of it. Yep. Yep. And easier to spell I than Nicolasian. So. Um, I know, right? Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to uh, today's episode of Drive Through HR, and we are out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye.